0: Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and
1: attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us
0: in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone! Welcome to Spooky Scouts! We're here, Chayla. Uh, Kayla, Chayla. <laughs> Chayla. That's your new name. That's your. That's your uh, that's your, uh, your drag name, Chayla. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. That seems. That seems great. I'm here I think it's it. like
0: that, and the and the name or the street you grew up on, Daphne. Chayla, Chayla Daphne is a pretty sick name.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. That actually
1: that actually works out.
0: Yeah. I I I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, but yes, welcome, Spooky Scouts. <sighs> last last week we played Animal Crossing, and now we're back. We're back on the ball. But I have been playing Animal Crossing constantly since the last episode.
1: <laughs> I've been playing it daily, and I'm trying to get more dedication. Like I've been, I went and made a bench today, and I customized oh. it, and I put oh. it on my island, and um, I am just trying to think critically about how i want to lay things out so you That's know next, next time next time things will be bumping maybe perhaps smart. but also i got the cookie recipe from brewster so my uh my <gasps> oh life my has god. peaked like i thought <laughs> oh that i was like oh my god <laughs> well because you go to leave and he's like wait a minute i have <laughs> i was Bring like <gasps>
0: I just couldn't handle it. I was like, you're gonna tell me something, Bruce. I know. He gave me a bag of coffee beans, and then he gave me that cookie, and I nearly died. Oh. And I know that later he gives you that that gyroid. I'm, I'm like, gonna lose it when I get. I'm the gonna gyroid. lose it. I'm gonna lose it because it goes coo
1: like <laughs> those little coos. I keep like, I'm I'm getting gonna, I'm gyroid gonna. TikToks, and I have one where someone put a room full of squeakoids, and then they play that one <sighs> pop KK pop no. song or whatever, and it's just like do 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 do. And they like sit. It just. It's so. I love drivers. It's incredible. It's incredible. I love them. Oh my god!
0: I just. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's so. I've been enjoying it. I pretty much. I beat. Um, I beat the island. Um, what is it? The the new expansion. I did all of the things and had like a party at the end. So I beat that. I haven't gotten it yet. Was it worth it? I mean, yeah, it was I yes, I was thrilled. Yeah. And it was great. And the end is so funny and dumb. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but it involves KK, like having like an absolutely absurd, like, like thing at the end. It's just, it's very funny. I'm excited. I'm going to get it. I love, I know. It was very fun. And then I have a bunch of the glowing moss stuff, which if you remember in the last episode, we decided that that was some sort of alien entity. Yes. Well, you got me the headband of the yeah, glowing moss. Really? There's a glowing, yeah, there's a glowing moss suit. Like, there's a whole, like, suit you can wear of glowing moss. I was like, oh my God. Hold on. I'm out of focus. There we go.
1: I got the but, recipe for the headband and I was like, perfect.
0: Yeah. I've just sent you the suit because then we can have the glowing moss suit and the headband. Perfect. So, perfect. Yeah. I'm sorry if so you can hear it's... that.
1: That's Nuggy rubbing his bits.
0: Nuggie, stop. Nuggy, stop. <laughs> you
1: it. can hear that weird noise in the background.
0: Oh. Birds, we had every, I swear to God, every time before we stream, we have a conversation about like which bird was acting sick and we don't know if they're sick, but they're never sick. They're never actually <laughs> sick. <laughs> they're never actually sick. They're fine. Uh yeah. They're totally fine. But, uh, but yeah, so I've just been playing Animal Crossing. That's been really fun. It's been raining for like two weeks straight. I was just telling Kayla that. I don't mind it, but I think the
1: chickens don't like it. They're pretty mad about it. It's getting cold here, which I actually am, like, I'm happy about. But I, I think, like, when it starts to get so cold that I don't want to leave my house in the morning, that's when I'm be grumpy. But- no, that's... Yeah, like, I
0: get up in the morning to let the chickens out. And when I have to start putting on the, like, bathrobe yeah. to let them out, that's when it's too cold.
1: Yeah, it's... Right now it's crispy. And I'm like, that's fine. Crispy's fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: But other than that, um... Yeah, Brewster also gave me the cookie. I want to make that Brewster cookie. Someone's got to make
1: that cookie cutter. Oh my gosh, I want to make the cookie. Did I tell you that I found that if you have the amiibo for Kappen and you invite him to the coffee yes, shop, the he brings his family. And they get a cookie. You get a cookie?
0: <laughs> it's the like... same with, um, what's her name? The turnip. The turnip
1: <gasps> girl. Joan?
0: Or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Nuggy, I see you rubbing your beds. <laughs>
1: Torture. I see him doing it. He's doing it. It's torture. He does it all the time. And it's I like the worst noise. It. Nuggy. <laughs> oh, that's pigeons. i fling him across the room. He'll be no. fine. He can fly. He's fine. <laughs> Wee!
0: I have the recipe for the, the Brewster cookie. I have it. I just, I want to make it in real life. I want the cookie in real life. Mm-hmm. Someone, I'm it's surprised adorable. that's not on Etsy. I'm sure it will be. It just like, give it time. Cause I have the, I have a cookie cutter of Hootie. From the Owl House that I need to make (laughs) of, like, Hootie's, like, face. God. God. Hootie's the best. Yeah, I love Hootie. Hootsifer. Um, Hootsifer! (laughs) Yeah, so what's what's new with with Kayla? Anything exciting? Your co-workers keep sending you spooky articles. Yeah, I do
1: have some current (laughs) events I wanted to talk about. I brought the current events to the table today.
0: Oh, you also wanted to be mean to Stephen King for some reason.
1: Yes, uh... Side note, Holly and I (laughs) found out we both don't like Stephen King, which is a great moment for me, because I don't like Stephen King. I
0: just don't resonate with his writing, and, like, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to establish a world early on in a book, you need to, like, establish if that place has magic or not.
1: establish the parameters instead of just, like, like,
0: like, pulling it out of your butt. Yeah, you're like, oh, the hand of God appeared or whatever in the stand, and it's just, like, a whole-ass hand, and I'm like... No, but you need to tell me if you, this place is, like, magic or not. That's, I, just, I just get confused. I need... Uh, maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I just no, need more explanation. No, you're not dumb.
1: Because, like, I feel like I tried to read The Dark Tower in middle school, and I... The feeling I got from it was, like... I feel like when I try to read Stephen King's writing... It makes me feel like when I'm in middle school again and you've been off of school for so many days that you've ran out of things yeah. to do and it's really hot. It's like summertime and it's like super hot out and your parents are like mowing the lawn and they didn't give you anything to do and you're out and mm-hmm. nothing's on TV and you're just laying down on the living room floor and the sun is just like beating in on you and they won't turn the air conditioner on. And it's just hot and boring. That's what Stephen King's writing serves me. Yes. Like, that, was, that was a long explanation, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's serving me.
0: Glowworm said, even his son
1: writes under a pseudonym. Like, yes, I'm not Stephen King's son. <laughs> oh, yeah, what is his? I, I think I used to know what his pseudonym yeah. was. Because, like, I've tried to read I mean, a couple things. I like the film Dreamcatcher, but it's literally because of the aliens. I like, like The Mist. The Mist is cool. The Mist is sick actually, yeah, you write. The Mist is cool. Love I like that. The Mist. Love that movie a lot. Actually, I forgot about that. I love The Mist and I like Dreamcatcher for the aliens. The, just like, I, I just feel like he tends to have a fixation. I even read The
0: Langoliers. Like The Langoliers was fun. Is that I don't even know what that is. They like get like stuck in a plane and like go to like another world or something. I don't even remember, but I was a kid. And it, was, it was a
1: good one. I feel like he often, unfortunately, has a fixation with, like, specifically women or young women being sexually assaulted. Like, I feel like that comes up as a character trait for, like, yeah. way too many times. And yeah, for I me, agree. I'm just, like, not. I'm like, this is not good storytelling. This is not good character development. Yes, Dreamcatcher has the butt monsters that come out of their butts. Oh, so. my God. Oh my god! I, I just thought it was fun. I really, I, like, rewatched that movie. I re- I've rewatched The Mist a lot yeah the Actually. Mist is cool the I film I don't know about the show did you know they made a show no I'm talking about the movie yeah I never watched the show but the movie I love it yes I do think his work ethic is, is great but I also think that like you can write a lot but maybe take some time to write good things I, don't know. That... I think not that writes, I'm writing a bunch I like, but I, I feel like he writes a lot
0: not all of it is good no not all no. of it is good <laughs> No, not, not all of it is good at all. Yeah, I don't know. I I really liked, out of all the Apocalypse books, because I read a bunch of them, obviously I liked Hollow Kingdom. That was mm-hmm. incredible. And I really liked The Road. Like, The Road was really messed up, but I liked that one a lot. And then I got to The Stand, and I was like, this is the quintessential, like, Apocalypse book, right? The sure. Stand, like... And I, like, couldn't finish it. I was like, this is bad. Like, I just, like, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. So, I'm sure someone likes it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. So I
1: watched a little bit of one episode, because Jack was watching it, and it had the hot priest from Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. I think he's hot. Whatever. Um, And I was like, ooh, is he in this show? And he was like, no. And I was like, all right, well, that was the only thing keeping me hanging on. So, yeah. later. But... You know, it, it just seemed boring and weird. And like, I just feel like his dialogue is so stilted and like overthought. I don't know. It yeah, just. Yeah. And well, work like, there was another
0: book that came out around the same time that he did The Stand. And I don't know if they were like inspired by each other. I don't know. Is it know. The Dome one? It's The um, Swan Song, which established early on that it was the apocalypse and there was ma- like somehow it was magical realism. Like, somehow magic happened during the like it's like created this weirdness during the apocalypse and it was like weird i started that book and
1: i never finished it and it was good. good yeah i really
0: liked it like the writing was really good and it kind of just set up like that it established that like oh there's this weird magic that happened because the apocalypse happened and i'm like okay like thank you early on for establishing that there is some sort of magical realism. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, in Stephen King's The Stand, I was like, okay, there's a disease, blah, blah, blah. And apparently he just throws it out at the end that, like, well, there was, like, a random chapter where it was, like, this guy's the devil. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) What? So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. uh... I was like, the
0: devil appeared.
1: And I'm like, where'd he (laughs) come (laughs) from? (laughs) Why is he here? I think that's the problem with it, is, like, I feel like I don't think randomly inserting things that are maybe dark or scary without properly building up the <laughs> tension <laughs> works very well. Sorry. Howling in chat that I think most of his big works were during his cocaine yes. days. Have you seen <laughs> that <TikTok laughs> yes. where it's like, where did you come up with this? And there's like just some cracking cocaine. And I've seen ones <laughs> of Stephen <laughs> King where it's that one. And I'm like, yeah, yep, yep. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes I, I can see it. Cause it's too It's too out there. Like, it's too, like, it doesn't flow. Like, I thought you had to, have like, flow. Like, I felt like like, K.A. Applegate had better flow than Stephen King. Jesus Christ. Like, Animorphs was a more cohesive story. Animorphs (laughs) is top-tier storytelling. But,
1: like, I feel like I started, I feel like I decided I hated him when they had an interview with him... Where they were talking about the part in it where all of the teen, the preteen boys have sex with the preteen girl to unite no. themselves. Like they that that's how they bolster their yeah like they unite themselves, and he was like. <laughs> I think it's more concerning that people are talking about this and not the literal child murder that I wrote. And I'm like, no, I I think that, I think that this is actually maybe worse. I don't know. Like, I think you shouldn't do that. Like, I hate it when people do that where they're like, well, you think A is bad? What about D? And you're just like, wait, what? Like, uh,
0: I know. Yeah. No, that's speaking of thinking about child murder and other things. Um, so I don't remember what the concert was. We were going to talk about this in current events. which is Oh, what I'm talking yes. About I now. have an
1: article on that. So at my, my,
0: my, I don't need to think, like, Q update isn't really, it is Q update time. But, like, it's also, it's almost a, like, cult slash, like, degradation of society, collapse. Uh, like, like, um. Uh, magical thinking by like well-known politicians update (laughs) like i feel like all of it is very concerning um but anyway alex jones has officially decided our our that that what was the concert again i forget it was the the
1: travis scott concert the the actual world
0: yes the travis scott concert was a satanic ritual Mm -hmm. satanic ritual and that's why all of the bad stuff happened well, <laughs> he's convinced. He did some research on the weekend, which means, like, I don't know, he, like, drank and passed out and decided that.
1: Well, the interesting <laughs> but, thing is, like, the interesting thing is, I just I, so you I, know, just FYI, just FYI, could have been a satanic ritual. <laughs> well, and to follow this up, I have an article where they literally, DailyCaller.com literally interviewed Father John Zeta, an exorcist at the Catholic Diocese oh of Harrisburg in Pennsylvania, where he was just like, apparently he said it's possible Travis Scott summoned demons but it's pure speculation even if he summoned demons unwillingly (laughs) he opened a door and they just took advantage of it no no and also like the whole like needle spike thing was mentioned and like overall this is like a very it's a very sad tragedy that people if you you don't know what happened people literally died at this concert um which probably should not be happening during a pandemic which is still going on (laughs) like
0: i mean there's like people people are the things that are disturbed and horrible and like it is not demons how is it so hard to be like oh someone someone was like unstable or like completely off the off the rails and did something bad
1: compared to like no no
0: there's demons (laughs) like no
1: no (laughs) yeah no no yeah they also had indiana reverend michael maganeau whose famous exorcism of latoya emmons was adapted into the movie demon house which i've never heard of explained that when you make a pact with the devil it ends up with your downfall that's ultimately what the demon does so what (laughs) i don't know and that's and that is
0: so disrespectful That is so disrespectful like Oh, I'm sorry. Like, we're just going to say it's a demon rather than, as what Moth said in chat, people would rather believe that Satan, satanic death rituals are taking place rather than believe that rich people cut safety quarter.
1: Yes, that's, and it's like, literally, like, maybe we shouldn't have just, maybe he shouldn't have had a concert in the first place. Maybe, like, this was just a, a was bad decision an, all around.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: Ugh.
0: Oh, that's good, Mountain Lynx. That uh, their law firm is making plans to represent some of the survivors. That's good, good. Good. I mean, all of this stuff should be taken up with whoever was in charge, all of the people who made it happen, like cutting the safety corners, all that kind of nonsense. And it has not like like saying saying that it, it was something supernatural is so <laughs> is so disrespectful.
1: It is, and it's like the fact that they literally got demonic exorcist priests to like be like. I don't know. Like they, they gave like, very non-committal quotes on it, which was I'm like, thank you for not saying that it was the devil, but like you did not. This is I probably mean, bad that you were interviewed about this in general. Oh, no, super bad. <laughs> did he have
0: any quotable quotes? Can we get some? Like, is there was there anything like that stood out to you in
1: this article? Oh, gosh, it's just so bad. Like they 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 equate. They basically try to equate Travis Scott's hubris with an accidental demonic summoning. And this like caused people to die. And I'm well, like, that's
0: what, oh my God, that's what, this must have been the same article that Alex Jones read because he said the be. same thing. He was like, they didn't know they were summoning demons, maybe, but then they did summon demons. But then and they like, did on accident. <laughs> so where's the demons? Yeah. Like, so you're telling me that every, was it a shooting? It was a
1: shooting, right? No, like, I think was people it, got trampled oh did they literally got trampled because at first from what i from what i heard at first there were rumors that someone was going around like injecting people with stuff and then that was debunked and then people got trampled and ambulances were called and travis scott was just up on the stage stage being unhelpful and like not taking it seriously while people were getting trampled to death
0: so it was like a hysteri- it was like a hysterical thing. Like yeah, people started like spreading rumors, people got hysterical and then like trampled innocent bystanders.
1: Yeah, and it's like it seemed just like probably too many people. You you don't need to be having an event like that right now in general, you know? It's just Okay, <sighs> okay.
0: Like and that is clearly the like that is so clearly a problem oops, of the organizers. Like that has nothing to do with Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like uh yeah Pneumaticist so there was too many people in the space they're encouraging them to rush the stage yeah
1: and it just like people end up getting yeah. trampled.
0: And they didn't have ambulances there already. They didn't have people, which, like, I feel like at concert, they should always have an ambulance there because of people, like, ODing drugs or drinking
1: too much. I would think legally you need to have one for when you have an event with so many people, like a certain amount of people. I thought you had to. Right. I, but, like, that would, like, saying that it's
0: Satan would be, like, Black Friday is summoning demons. (laughs) Because, like, people have gotten trampled. On Black Friday. Yeah. Black Friday, summoning demons. Summoning de- capitalism is summoning capitalism. demons.
1: Capitalism is <laughs> summoning
0: demons. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, so, well, I don't know. It's that really, any- it's horrible that this happened. It was not them summoning demons. It was not them summoning demons. And also, I don't know about these uh, priests that were like, yeah, sure, dailycaller.com. The interview is, like, hot
0: garbage, so yeah, I'm, not, like I'm straight, straight not shocked. Yeah, it is, like, straight garbage. I'm not
1: shocked. There's nothing particularly quotable which makes me sad because you'd think they'd say something stupid, but mostly it's just too stupid to be funny because they're just like, the devil is bad, and he comes out of nowhere, and he makes you do bad things, and that's what happened here, and you're just like, no, this was just and people again, idiots. And again, that's, like, that connection,
0: that's this, like, Alex Jones literally had to have read this article because... He said the same thing, and I'm I'm like, of course, of it course, demons.
1: It was yeah. What yeah. else could it possibly be? We don't hold people accountable for their actions until we do, and I then know. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, oh boy.
0: <sighs>
1: well, in in lighter news, <laughs> my other current events thing. Let me pull up my my linking. Did we?
0: We talked about the JFK or the John F. Kennedy Jr. thing. We did. We sure did. We did. Okay. We covered uh, that theres There isn't. There haven't really been any sort of like conspiracy or Q updates since then. So, I mean, the same BS, nothing, nothing exciting though. So other than apparently this being caused to summon demons. So of course.
1: Yeah, of course. The, the other thing was GQ magazine. uh, I think the UK division of GQ magazine interviewed our buddy luis elizondo oh yeah about just everything did you know
0: that the ufo subreddit hates him
1: i i guess i could kind of see it i think he's being a little too poster child like trying to be the poster boy for it and i could see people getting put off by that like
0: yeah i'm i'm interested i'm gonna do some more research into that because i'm curious as to why people don't like him like I'm just watching it as a neutral party, being like, what information is he sharing? But I'm curious as to why they don't like him as a person. But anyway, go ahead. I just thought that was weird.
1: Well, speaking of the information that he's sharing, in the process of this interview, he kind of dropped a bomb that I thought you would find horrifying. Uh Uh-oh. So they just, you know, if if you don't know who this man is, I'm going to see if they have a little primer that I can read to you. He used to work, I, I think he worked with... The Pentagon, right? And then he got involved oh, in yes. ATIP. ATIP um, was his
0: program at the Pentagon. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, and he ended up, he's not with them anymore. And he actually is in the process of writing a book about oh, everything. interesting. Um, I don't know who ended up getting that book, but I think there was like a bidding war over it or something. Like it was oh. pretty intense, but he's writing like a memoir kind of thing. He was also involved in a docu-series, Unidentified... Yeah, I think the one watched. I watched. That yeah. one was really good, yeah. So, you know, if you if you Google him, a lot will come up. But the one of the questions that GQ asked him was, what makes you convinced that these flying objects, UAPs, UFOs that he has seen, haven't been made by the U.S., the Chinese, or any other government? And he says, we know it's not the U.S. because the U.S. has already come out and admitted it's not us. So now let's talk about the potential for it to be a foreign adversarial technology. Well, if that were the case, this would be the greatest intelligence failure that this country has ever faced, including that of 9 11, because some country for more than 70 years has managed to be able to conduct operations with a technology that surpasses anything that we've ever had or currently have, and they've been able to operate in and around our restricted airspace unchallenged. The second reason is that there's a time aspect. I have in my possession official US government documentation that describes the exact same vehicle that we now call the Tic Tac seen by the Nimitz pilots in 2004, being described in the early 1950s and early 1960s, and performing in ways that, frankly, can outperform anything we have in our inventory. For some country to have developed hypersonic technology, instantaneous acceleration, and basically transmedial travel in the 1950s is absolutely preposterous. So he's implying that he believes not, not only... You know, are these things real? That they're extraterrestrial, but there's also time travel involved. No, so I hate that. That's like the biggest thing. Just, well, just that, just casually. So wait, how does he know? How does he know time travels evolve? How does he know that, <laughs> Yeah, he says he's got documentation that I guess he's going to talk about in his book about like, like it sounds like he's implying that there there's some dimensional, transdimensional time travel, sit like <sighs> some element to the things that he's seen and that he's seen documentation for and that he has studied. No. So I I'm very it's just making me more like I I, I do get why people would be frustrated by him because I do think he's I think anybody Anybody is put off by someone who speaks like they're the authority yeah. on things, and I think he tends to come across that way, but I think the I information think- he's sh- putting out in the world is very interesting. I... I sometimes... Yeah.
0: I, I get concerned about the UFO community because I feel like there is so much juxtaposition between like the military people, the people who think five G is poisoning their waterhole, <laughs> like, and the people who are just like like I'd say like citizen scientists like we are where like we're looking at it, it like objectively and trying to just like look at information and just say like you know consuming what people put out there and and trying to determine what is feasible or not you know using like using the parameters that we have but i feel like there's such a juxtaposition between all of that it's like i don't know if the 5g people are mad at him or if like the people who think they're channeling someone from jupiter are mad at him or you know what i mean oh like
1: yeah 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 like how sensible are these people? right or they
0: or a lot of people think that he's like um what is it not deep state it's like um Like, false flag. They think he's, like, lying. He was, like, sent out by the government to tell us these things, to distract from the real stuff. And I'm just, Ah. like, so, I don't know. I I can understand why people are wary of him, for sure.
1: Well, let me read one more question, because I like this one, too. Where GQ asked him, what convinced you it was the real thing, that that UFOs and UAPs and all that is real? And he said... It was the overwhelming weight of evidence and data. I was talking to pilots routinely. There's videos out there in government that the public haven't seen. There's one that's 23 minutes long. There's another oh. one where this thing is 50 feet away from the cockpit. I mean, no! it ain't ours. It's <laughs> too close. We that's know that. Close. Sometimes you just <laughs> could a Wait, wait. They have a picture of one that's 50 feet away? A video. He's saying there's a video. video? Yeah. Why
0: do, Why can't
1: we see that? Yeah. He said, said, sometimes you just couldn't believe it. You'd have seven or eight incidents in a single day. I'd get these emails from an admiral or a ship's captain saying, Lou, what do you want me to do? I can't keep people below deck forever. These things are swarming my ship. They're all over the place. No, that's tough. I kept promising the cavalry was coming and I'd have answers for them and the cavalry never came. Senior leadership didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, that's
0: not shocking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like that,
0: sounds, that tracks. That's, like the, that's like the most realistic bullshit I've ever heard. The government's like, I don't know. And they're like, don't send an out.
1: When I literally like, <laughs> the ship one makes me think of like, my coworker who told me a story about like, because he was in the Navy where they would, there would be times where they would tell people to get below deck without warning. Yes. And they say yes. it's like a drill, but they would not let you be above at all and like he said he knew someone who like stayed above and saw some shit like yes so like they will will have them go like that that tracks with like the story that i've heard about like people going below deck and i think there was one on like a documentary right or someone talked about it like where they just yeah it was a similar story yeah absolutely. they have those drills to get people below deck so they don't Mm -hmm. see whatever it is god i hate that i hate it so much so we we will keep tabs on his upcoming book i don't know that it has a date on it i don't know if this article says oh they do ask him what he expects to see come in 2022 he says a take lot more away, transparency please. yeah and i'm like just, <laughs> just like, take us away just <sighs> oh anything he, he said if we're smart this topic will unify us and not divide us and i'm like we're not smart That's not gonna happen. No. Goodbye. No. Like, everyone's gonna start fighting with each other. Don't worry.
0: Well, they don't even care. Like, oh my god. Have you ever... I'm just gonna... Before we go into grimoires, I just have to complain about... Have you, like, seen... It's tied into all of that bullshit of, like, QAnon and everything. The essential oils people. Have you seen the essential oils people? These people think that essential oils like, can cure anything. Anything. Like... Just essential oils. I just I don't want to be here anymore. What?
1: <laughs> like I just. I, yeah. I do know that when like when I got uh, when my chronic illness manifested, my my aunt was like, I saw where you could drink smoothies to help with that, and I was like, Wow, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure I will no longer have to take my medication and can just drink these specific smoothies you saw on TV at late at night, like. Yeah,
0: that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. But no, we are not smart is what I'm trying to say.
1: We but are not smart. smart. No,
0: we're not smart. I have to put the chickens to bed because, again, it's getting dark at 4.30 p.m. It's sleep time. So I will run and put the chickens to bed if you want to start uh, talking about your websites.
1: <laughs> yeah, OK. Because so- I have So I have all
0: these books we're going to talk about. But Kayla, see, here they are. These are all ones that I've... Those are so nice. These ones are great books. And I'll list them uh, so you all can get them if you want. Some of my favorite books have grimoires in them. So...
1: I'm going to start with the website that I talked to you about beforehand. So everyone is on the same page. Oh,
0: okay. Perfect. All right. So I'll be right back. I'm going to put the chickens to bed. Sorry, it's so dark.
1: (laughs) It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. I'll be back. (laughs) Okay, everyone. So... I, I will say it is very difficult to do my standard terrible internet research on grimoires. Because the the term grimoire is used in every imaginable video game. I think it came up as like RuneScape, Final Fantasy Online. There was like some other game. Like there's all these forums where it's like, what do I do with my grimoires? And I'm like, dang it. So I found a, a classic A classic, it looks like a remnant of the internet. It's dated as 2010, but it feels much older. And it's called the Internet Sacred Text Archive. The header is in papyrus. And the top advertisement on this website says, Now shipping the Sacred Text DVD-ROM 9.0, Own the Wisdom of the Ages. It is a lot, but the, the link that I dropped goes straight to the Grimoire page. It's kind of neat. They have they have like a little primer on it. So a grimoire, they, they, they define it as being derived from the word grammar. A grammar is a description of a set of symbols and how to combine them to create well-formed sentences. It is appropriately enough a description of a set of magical symbols and how to combine them properly. So the ones they have linked below are very popular ones. And we have actually talked about the Book of the Sacred Magic of Abramelin the Mage... And I'm probably pronouncing everything wrong, but, you know, try my best here. But I have that book. And it's very, it's very interesting. That is the one that they based the movie A Dark Song on, which I know I've talked about on here a few times. You uh, see on Netflix. If you can check it out, I would watch it. But it, it is basically a book that defines, like, how to summon guardian angels and, like, what the experience is like. So... That's kind of like a a rundown of of one of them and what it contains. And that website, oh no. And that website, actually, when you click the different links, it takes you to maybe not accurate or great internet translations of the books. Had to bring feathers in too. So feathers, feathers, also you can buy things on a flash drive now instead of just a CD-ROM. Apparently I see that at the top there. So, yes, I was telling them about the Internet Sacred Text Archive, which I'm going to send oh, you yeah. the link as well, so you can explore this webpage with me. Please. So, it's some interesting stuff. Like, that one has, I don't know that I would trust the translations on that website. <laughs> don't know what, you know, just go buy the book. Ooh, like, oh, no, they're not I haven't that expensive. seen it <laughs> It's Those It's a lot. papyrus. The papyrus. So I basically was kind of reading their definition of what a grimoire is and then talking about the fact that it's got the book of the sacred magic of Abramel and the mage, which we have talked about. That's that's a real
0: one, yeah. Yeah, because
1: I, I have that one. I've read it. Like, we've talked about that one. Mm-hmm. I do, again, don't know how good their translations on this website are or how legit they are, but they do have translations on their website of the books they have linked there, like there's the chapters and you can go to the individual chapters and it seems to be all on there, which is like wild to me. <laughs> this um, mug. The yes, mug? you can buy a mug and support the site. Doesn't that look so bad? It's it like looks a, really bad. It's like, oh, okay, there's multiple mugs you can get, actually. Oh boy. So yeah, you could support their site. I don't know that you will receive the mug. I don't know. <laughs> I will not tell you to go buy anything. Oh, it comes from Cafe Press. So oh you'd probably be fine. That's like f- they fulfill it.
0: These are real documents.
1: Yeah, I just like, don't know how good those translations are on this web page. I'm just like, I don't know. But I have the key. Of,
0: I know. I mean, I have the key of Solomon right here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, get a mug.
1: Get a <laughs> mug. Support this website. They're terrible looking. <laughs> uh order the sacred text dvd rom when you click the dvd rom it takes you to the flash drive it's 127 i'm not buying that that's so much money i'm good it's got 1700 of the most important books ever written no need to go to the public library more than 1700 books included but, it, but the public library is free no more scattered research notes keep them in the reserved extra space on the four gigabyte drive be engaged with the mini illustrations of footnotes absorb the secrets of out-of-print rare books. Trouble-free view- trouble free viewing with a standard browser allows keeping track of your reading easily with bookmarks. Easy reading, another e-reader. As many books are simultaneously available as zip text files. Worldwide, shipping is free when you buy direct. <laughs> <laughs> you should work
0: for them. I You're should. doing a good job. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: it, it has rave reviews. Uh, all of the reviews are saying, say they just say customer review as who said it, but You know, highly recommend this to both the professional clergy and the amateur researcher. It saves the weight for internet connections and web page loads and provides a broad range of documents. This website is is dated twenty ten, but it feels much older. But it seems to be maybe active. You could buy it on Amazon? Oh, you can. It is oh currently unavailable on Amazon. It was on I'm so confused. It's all in papyrus. But yeah, so that page. There's a lot on this website. That what I linked was just the grimoire page. But there's like right, a lot right. of crap on this website. Not crap. For some reason, Tolkien is a link on here. Yeah, yeah,
0: Tolkien. Well, Tolkien did a bunch of translations of things like grimoires, and he wrote oh. a whole academic. I have his copy of the translation of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. He did so Beowulf. Tol, Tolkien. Too. Yeah, he did Beowulf as well. Tolkien was actually a a well known like translator slash medievalist.
1: Wow. Yeah, I the
0: copy I have of his Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is super cool.
1: It's just weird cuz I clicked it and it's just got the one ring and and it's a very <laughs> bad that's image. One,
0: that's not the one I would think of. Like they could have linked his like Middle English stuff, but whatever. <laughs> that's fine, I guess. Yes,
1: yeah, so there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff on here I don't know at all, but I thought that it was nice. They have a nice little selection here. Interestingly, interestingly a lot of those books are featured on a a web page i found called from from slapped ham.com slapped has listed the 10 cursed books you should never read okay ever never ever read and uh let me know how many of these you you've read holly as i All as right. i go down the That's list probably a lot <laughs> number five the lesser key of solomon yeah i read i have that one sure number four the codex gigas Oh, I haven't heard that one. Uh I want to talk about that one because I had never heard of it and it's I'd never heard of sick. that one. It is cool. Um number three, the Book of Soiga. No, no. Ooh, that one's cool too. We'll talk about that one. Number two, Tomino's Hell. Which is... What are
0: these ones? These are all 1800s ones, aren't they?
1: No, this one is uh, from 1919. We'll go back if you... Oh, like c-
0: early. They're, these ones are the later ones. They're not with the good stuff.
1: <laughs> well, the uh, Book of Soiga is early 16th century. Codex Gigas is 12th century. The, okay, that's, that sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. And then number one, the Grand Grimoire. I feel like I have read excerpts of that one.
0: But like, I have a bunch of other ones, like the Pikatrix is not even listed there. Yeah, the, Picatrix the Picatrix is, is a... not
1: in here, which I have a copy that's of That's a that. cool one. That's a yeah. fun one. So basically, they're like, we dare you to read these cursed books. <laughs> and everyone's like, I've read these these books. I'm not dead.
0: but <laughs> I'm not cursed. <laughs> I'm not cursed.
1: <laughs> I, I did want to talk really quickly about the ones you haven't heard about. And then I want you to go into your legit research. because Yes, that's more I would
0: love to hear about the ones I haven't heard about because I crave knowledge.
1: <laughs> so, well, Tamino's Hell, I, I don't know if it counts as a grimoire, really, but it's I'm a- going to
0: mute myself for a second <laughs> while you talk about this, because Feathers literally won't be quiet. Okay. So, okay. Just gonna, just gonna mute myself.
1: All, All right. right. So, Tomino's Hell is a curse poem written by the Japanese writer Yomota Inohiko, and it was published in 1919 in a book called The Heart is Like a Rolling Stone, And the poem is about a boy named Tomino who is stricken with guilt and grief following the deaths of his sisters and father. And the poem is imbued with the author's pain and suffering and it's believed that these qualities have manifested in the form of a curse. And according to legend, anyone who reads it out loud will suffer a tragic fate, most likely death, and their soul will be eternally damned and will descend into the deepest recesses of hell. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. Apparently... (laughs) apparently that's everywhere right i just thought that was very interesting and i'm like it, it it reminded me kind of of some of the when we were talking about like cursed video games and cursed games and stuff that's like one of the things i oh, think yeah. that falls in that category where it's like read it out loud and die so if you if you would like to see the poem i'm gonna drop it in the chat don't read it out loud i can't be oh, responsible yeah. for what, what it to you, you. i want to see it um it's on this article and you just scroll down slightly and they have like the original japanese ah, and then a translation why, why does it have that spooky face on? i don't there? know that's like on all of the stuff and i hate it but it says do not read the following poem out loud or tragic things will befall you oh no
0: oh no it's like one of those long long necked monsters that's cool Ugh. this guy died from the curse poem no that's cool
1: yes yeah, so Thought that was interesting. I don't know if it counts, but, you know, it's a text that's cursed. So I think that's pretty interesting. The Book of Soiga, which I had also never heard of, is a Latin essay about demonology that dates back to the early 16th century. Only two known copies exist. One was owned by the scholar John Dee, who devoted his entire life to decoding it. Oh, John Dee. Oh, John Dee. Oh, John Dee. Dee determined that the book was full of dark rituals and incantations. However, he struggled to decipher the final 36 pages. Obsessed and frustrated, Dee summoned the Archangel Uriel to help with the translation. Speaking through Dee's medium, Uriel explained that the book came into existence when Adam ended Paradise and that it could only be interpreted by Archangel Michael. But if you're thinking of cracking the case yourself, beware. According to the legend, anyone who successfully deciphers the final 36 pages is fated to die within two and a half years, Ooh. which I feel like is... Pl- is that's fine. That's thing. That's an interesting
0: thing. I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Two
1: and a half years within, the Codex Gigas is probably one of the coolest things I've ever heard about. Yeah. That is... It, it's also known as the Devil's Bible... It's, it's, oh, I have seen the Devil's
0: Bible. I didn't know that it was called the Codex Gigas. The
1: Codex Gigas. I also found an a online scan of every of all of it. Oh, that's sick! So I will link that. It's very it's very cool. But um, it's a weighty tome that dates all the way back to the 12th century. It weighs 165 pounds and harbors so much negative energy that it would make Stephen King blush is what they say <laughs> <laughs> came full circle very topical Stephen King. thank you very topical thank you article uh, the Codex Gigas is said to be written by a monk who had broken his spiritual vows and I looked it up and it was uh, oh Herman the Recluse who was okay. in the Benedictine monastery of Pol- Pol- Um probably pronouncing that wrong but you know I try my best here. uh for So he broke his spiritual vows, and for his crime, he was sentenced to die entombed behind a brick wall. The night before his death, the monk began chronicling everything he knew about the human experience in a book. Realizing he wouldn't have the time to finish it, he summoned Lucifer and asked him to complete the project in exchange for his soul. <laughs> okay. The book Thanks, was, buddy. The book was then allegedly completed by the devil himself. It's overflowing with dark rituals and imagery and includes 19-inch drawings of the devil and other demonic entities. And I think Amazing. I read that actually um I I thought it was like he was walled in and his the way he could get out was if he managed to write everything, like every bit of human knowledge, and that's what he did. Hmm. Like that that was my understanding of it rather than than his experience. Yeah, what was it? It was but yeah, either either way, this guy. The, the story says that he was walled in and like made this in a night. Oh, it's just it's weird. It's it's fascinating. Look into it further. There's not. I could not find too terribly much. There's a Wikipedia article. Yeah, shortly after it was written, it was. Ponds Let me see Benedict. if it's in
0: my book. What's it called? It's called the, the... Codex Gigas. It's probably in this book. Which I, because I was going to read a couple of things about where the Key of Solomon came from, which I was curious
1: about. Yeah, they they had it on display somewhere for a really long time, but they left it open, and that like kind of ruined some of it. So now it's on display and it's closed. Okay, here we go. According to one version of a legend, That was already recorded in the Middle Ages. The scribe was a monk who broke his monastic vows and was sentenced to be walled up alive. In order to avoid this harsh penalty, he promised to create in one night a book to glorify the monastery forever, including all human knowledge. Near midnight, he became sure that he could not complete this task alone, so he made a special prayer, not addressed to God, but to the fallen angel Lucifer, asking him to help him finish the book in exchange for his soul devil completed the manuscript and the monk added the devil's picture out of gratitude for his aid. In tests to recreate the work, it is estimated that re- reproducing only the calligraphy without illustrations or embellishments would have taken 20 years of non-stop writing. Wow. And so here's a link to um, the entire book like photographed. I feel like it should be in here, but how do you spell it? G-I-G? Yeah, G-I-G-A-S. Because I can't find it in here, which I feel like it should be... But yeah, Bees of War is like, he just had that book ready in case he got caught. He's just like, <laughs> but it's like 165 pounds. So like, did he get, did he just sneak that in with him when he got walled in? there? There's details that like, yes, I'm sure it's like not true, but isn't <laughs> that not fun here. to think about? Like if that this guy like is walled in and he writes this book in one night and yeah, also, messed like, up. if he was walled in, where did he get all this crap i feel it. like
0: that's definitely like some sort of historical rumor after after the fact like this was some sort of thing that wasn't just him writing it walled in
1: yes but it's very like what a cool concept though like yeah and the if you google it the first thing that comes up is like the the famous illustration well, of front the front of it that's sick as that's Isn't that sick cool? af I love it. I think it's so neat. It's got like a like cu- like all that like metal filigree on it. And it just. So does it
0: does it say like what the context of the inside is? Like what does it say? Like what's the whole. It's about the monastery. It's supposed to contain
1: all human knowledge in it. It's supposed to. It's like that's the, the hmm. concept of it. like that's what it's supposed to be. Interesting. It says it's a wooden boards covered in leather with ornate metal yeah. guards and fittings interesting god it's so big i love big books <laughs> content the first two page has uh the first page has two hebrew alphabets there are also added slips with early cyrillic and glagolithic alphabets about half of the codex consists of the entire latin bible except for yeah, the books that makes of sense. acts and revelation they are in order genesis through blah, blah 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 the two works by josephus then continue the history of the jews the first page of josephus which recounts the Genesis creation story as illustrated in the margin pictures of heaven and earth. Then there's Isidore's yeah. etymology and the me- medical works. Then the new Testament prayers conjure yeah. and then a page of conjurations, three yes. adjurations and two charms. Um, they say that the adjurations and charms are potentially from Jewish sources. The full page images of the heavenly city and the devil are on pages 289 to 90. And then comes the Cosmos of Prague's Chronicle of Bohemia. There's a list of people in that monastery, a calendar with a necrology, magic formulae, the start of the introits for feasts, and other local records round out the Codex. So, the Bible. Other yeah, things. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, what what I
0: was going to go to is that, a much, that many of the, the grimoires, including the Key of Solomon, were all based upon... Christianity, uh, Yeah. On the Bible, on a lot of those things. So, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of the, like, what we would see is, like, mystical symbols and things like that were all, like, this is from the Lesser Key of Solomon, if you can see it. Like, they're so cool. But they're all from, like, this is... The fortieth spirit called Brahm, He's an earl and approacheth at first ye form of a crow, Ooh. but afterwards, at the command of the which is the, but whatever the exorcist, he putteth of on human shape. His office is to steal treasure out of kings' houses, realm, and that's and this is a realm symbol. But like to summon the summon these things, you have to invoke God and blah blah and just just a whole mess of things. It's all very religious, but you're summoning
1: demons and they're like, this is fine. And I'm like, it seems okay. fine. Well, that's like the, the book of Abermelon is like that. That's all about. Yeah. It's very similar angels. It's all yes. like has to do with that.
0: Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to go into this, but we can go into this one later, but I also have a book that I got recently called binding words, Ooh. which is on textual amulets from the middle ages. So they're little, literally like what words were on like magical amulets from the Middle Ages, and That's I thought cool. that was, yeah, I thought that was like the coolest shit. So it says like in the twelfth, twelfth and thirteenth century pseudo-Solomonic, which is what is the what this is, mm-hmm. um, magic and astrology began to have an influence on textual amulets and evoked concern for some churchmen. Pre-scholastic attitudes towards magic can be seen in. John of Salisbury's critique of magic and other vanities of courtly life and his treaty Polycriticius, written in 1159 while serving as a secretary to Archbishop Theobald of Canterbury. So people literally were mad that they had these Solomonic amulets, which were from the Lesser Key of Solomon. Which came originally from what they believe, from this book, (laughs) to to be Greek and Roman spells originally written that were then translated into early Christianity.
1: Hmm. It's it's all, it's like a a mix of cultures. Um, Yeah.
0: And no, it's a super mix of cultures and it's really fascinating because... Let me find, I'm I'm gonna find the passage that I had marked on here, because I did the dumb thing again,
1: where I put little dog ears all over the stupid oh, thing, and that's, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> that's what I do, and then I have to, like, write a big note, and I'm like, I'll remember I this use... later.
0: <laughs> and then I don't. I don't do it. <laughs> but once I find it, it actually talks about where the Lesser Key of Solomon came from, but a lot of the, like, quote-unquote magic, as we know it, comes from the Greek and Romans. Like, in fact, if you go to the British Museum, they have written on lead, I believe it's like really thin lead tablets like spells written in greek like it's Ooh. it's super cool it's super super cool i saw one in person when i was there like when i was like 18 or not even 18 i don't know how old i was but it was really neat which was like some of the first grimoires like the first written grimoires were on these these lead tablets from greece and rome
1: they're just so i would i would love to see this codex gigas in person.
0: Yeah, right? I saw... Oh my god, which one? I saw the Book of Kells in person. Oh, that's awesome. That was super cool. And that was in Dublin, I believe. But, like, they're huge. They're huge. Like, these books are gigantic. And why you can't why books that? like, look like that anymore?
1: <laughs> right? There's... I, I have a couple other interesting ones, too. There's, like, a more modern one that I came across that I'm interested to know if you've heard about. There were a couple more modern ones. Because when, cause when you think about these things, I think, like, like you're talking about, like, a lot of medieval. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's drawing from, I guess, I don't want to call the Bible ancient pop culture, but does it count as, like, <laughs> no, influential okay, pop found- culture?
0: No, it does. I also found the Seal of Solomon thing, so we can read that. Yes, whenever yes, you're ready. yes, yes. Do it, do it. Okay. The evidence, as some scholars have suggested, suggested that the Greek version borrowed from an earlier Jewish Solomonic book of magic. So it was only centuries later that copies appeared in Hebrew, Arabic, and Latin. This is the Key of Solomon. The Testament is essentially a tale of how demons hampered the construction of the temple. By plaguing Solomon's favorite workmen, Heeding Solomon's prayers for help, the angel Michael presented to him a magical ring from God. Engraved upon it was the seal of Solomon Ooh. that had the po- had that had the power to bind demons, and was depicted in later grimoires as as variously a pentagram, a hexagram, or a circular symbol. While in Russia, it was associated with the Sator Arepo word square. Um, the later was a magic palindrome, which like it's like abracadabra, like those kind of magical well, palindromes. Like the square. Yeah, yeah, it was Sator, it was Sator Arepo, which was technically Pater Noster twice. Um, but I didn't, so, so Solomon was building a temple and his favorite worker or whatever was plagued by demons and he gave him a ring that was the seal of Solomon. And it says Solomon lost his divinely bestowed power after becoming Besotted by a foreign woman. Oh no! (laughs) A woman! A woman. He was told by the priests of her land that he could not sleep with her until he made a sacrifice to the god Moloch. Jeez! (laughs) This he did and subsequently committed further adultery by building temples to two other gods Baal and Rafa. Um, the Testament ends with Solomon saying he wrote down his account for the benefit of others who might be inspired and aided by his knowledge, but warned off the path of his own ultimate downfall so that you may find grace forever and ever. And this grimoire is called the Testament, which was used as a grimoire rather than merely read as a cautionary religious or mystical text. It says a medieval version in the British library includes, includes additional annotations by its owner to supplement and facilitate its use for performing exorcisms. Ooh. That's so cool. That is cool. That's so cool. I love that. So yeah, so that whole story, I mean it, it originates from like ancient Judaism, Greek and Roman texts, and then it kind of like distills into Christianity where they're like, "Oh, it's about demons, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty oh. much it. <laughs> it's Christianity. Whoops, yeah. it's Christianity yeah. again. <laughs> like Yeah. Interesting. Oh, um, in chat said that, yeah, the Apocrypha is full of books that were either editorial removals or medieval fan fiction, which, yeah, that is true.
1: It's all, it's all biblical fan fiction.
0: Most of it is biblical fan fiction where they read the Bible and they're like, man, these demons sound super powerful. What if we like controlled them? And it was like sick. And then the priests were like, man, we're the only literate MFers (laughs) out here.
1: What if we had so, superpowers?
0: So what if we had superpowers? Let's do it. Let's go get drunk and try and summon demons. And then they did it. And they were like, let's write about it. And then that's what Grimores are.
1: Basically, all right. What if we starved ourselves, got really, really blasted ass drunk? <laughs> Maybe right we see something. Ourselves. Yeah.
0: Maybe like eat some mushrooms. I don't know. Yeah. What's out there? What's out there? Who knows? Yeah. And then they're some like-, like some tainted rye bread. And then they just like hallucinated the shit out of it. And we're like, demons are real. We did it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's basically how that worked out. And it's, yeah. it's so interesting, because, like, boy, am I never going to do that to find out.
0: Uh, and- I mean, I would summon Stolis, but that's because he's a lakey owl boy. Well, and
1: literally, <laughs> I found that forum post where someone was like, I summoned Stolis. Oh, oh, my was, God, yeah, He was a chill guy. And I was like, yes. Holly, we <laughs> could do it. Like <laughs> That
0: person was on draw. Like, I mean, you just pop some mushrooms and summon stolis, and that's what's going to happen. Like, I don't think, like... I don't think they were actually seeing Stolus. They were Um, having an experience.
1: But what if we tried it? Who knows? We could. Just summon him and maybe he's going to be a chill guy. He could be a chill guy. I think he's Um, a chill guy. But yes, Float Away
0: Lily, biblical fan fiction has an extremely long history. And if you want to read one of my favorite grimoires, this is my absolute favorite. I found it in college. It's from the same series, the Magic and History series, which I cannot recommend enough but this is honestly one of my favorites it's called forbidden rights uh, a necromancer's manual of the 15th century and this is honestly one of them I've read through this so many times I love it so much it's so fascinating because it's it's what you would imagine like a spooky necromancer manual to be it's german from the 1400s and the symbols and the art in it have like inspired my art literally since i was in college which is like i don't want to talk about how long ago that was (laughs) don't talk to me (laughs) but you can see like the symbols are incredible like the symbols that they and there's a latin translation in the back. And, like, oh, I just love it so much. I love how the design is. But it's also, like, really messed up. Like, it's got a bunch of, like, messed up weird spells in it. Like, eat, like, a horse heart. Or, like, like bury shit for days and then eat it. Like, it's just, uh, it's really weird. But I've always found it fascinating because it was written by a priest in the 1400s. And it's about summoning demons and necromancy. Mm-hmm. Which I just think is
1: so cool. I have that one and now I want to get that binding words one because that sounds very inspirational.
0: The binding word one is really cool because I love looking at stuff like this for either like writing or coming up with ideas for just kind of spooky stuff or whatever. Yeah, it sounds
1: great for that. I will say like all of these books, like anything with demonology or anything like that is great inspiration for anything fantasy related that you're doing because a lot of it, like I was mentioning earlier um, while you were putting the chickens out when I try to do my normal stupid internet research for this, grim- the term grimoire is used in so many things. Like so mm-hmm. many video games, so many things. And that's the case. It's like a lot of this stuff is probably being used or has inspired something that you already really enjoy. So it's it's interesting yeah, to absolutely. Find some inspiration in it.
0: And this book, this is Davy's Grimoire is a History of Magic. This one is fascinating, too, because it goes into the modern grimoires and, like, how, like, people like the Mormons were inspired by grimoires. The salamander like, letter. Like, Joseph Smith was like, yeah, these are solid. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> I know. It's Sounds so good. funny.
1: So there's there's a
0: bunch of really interesting things in it. Yeah. Yes. Ha- so it's great.
1: Uh, Hallamain mentioned in chat, I read one necromancy spell where you have to lock yourself in a tomb with a body and no light to be able to speak with the dead. It takes like 10 days or yes. something. They're all like that. Where it's like, they're all like Do that. something yeah. uncomfortable and starve yourself until you go crazy. And then or, like like, eat, or like
0: eat something that's clearly rotten. Yeah. Like clearly like and you should not be eating that. And they're like, no, eat it. I'm like, you guys don't have antibiotics. I don't know why anyone's it.
1: doing that. It's like, uh-oh. Eat it and you'll trip balls. I mean, summon a devil.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're all it's it's really interesting, but yeah, I I can't recommend enough if you want a good grimoire primer, any of the history or er, magic and history series are excellent. So I'm excited about the
1: binding words one.
0: It's good. It was um, I found it. It was out of print. I think I found it on an Instagram account that I follow that just posts uh, magic books. Nice. So I'll send you the Instagram account. <laughs> Please. That
1: sounds great. <laughs>
0: I got that one and another one. It's a great Instagram account.
1: Well, some of the, a couple of the more modern ones, I found another article from audi.com. I don't know what this is. I just find that if I find anything that looks legitimate, I throw it in the trash. So I only try to find <laughs> links that are stupid. are but...
0: you just relying on me to find them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you trust me.
1: Like I do I do have a top 10 grimoires from the Oxford University Press and I'm like that's too legitimate. Goodbye. Yeah, but so so we go over here to Adi dot com, which has the nine most eerie books and grimoires of all time. Okay. Uh, number one is the Voynich manuscript, which. Oh,
0: OK. That's I mean, I have one. a lot of, I have a lot of feelings about <gasps> that one. What are your feelings? Tell me. Well, I feel like it's very hyped up. It they sure did is. Up, <laughs> they did end up translating some of it, I believe. I don't know. I like it, but I'm also just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I have I do feel like a lot of times it could just be someone who's like off the rails.
1: They're just it's some of it I think is nonsense, but I do appreciate. That's the what description. I mean. I feel like because like when I went to
0: college, <laughs> <this>
1: is, <laughs> back in my day, when I went to college, we had this like
0: one guy, this houseless person who was very sweet. Like he was always cool. Would go to people's parties and stuff, and like he was cool. But there was this other guy who would like hang out where he was, who would just repeat like. A vegetable's a mineral is a vegetable, over and over again. And then hand you a bunch of papers that, like, looked like the Voyage (laughs) Manuscript. And he would just hand them to you, and I'm like, you know what, I I just... I don't know if this is something legitimate or just something that someone who is dysregulated has written and is giving out to college students. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> it was
0: wild. It could have, I could have written a fantasy book about that guy. He looked <laughs> like a wizard too. He had a big beard. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe he was. Yeah. Maybe he was. That's what I'm saying is it could just
1: be someone who was like off the rails, you well, know? I just love the description on Adi.com, which says, This book contains a ciphered unknown alphabet written on vellum and depicts bizarre plants, original astronomical charts, and odd interconnected bathtubs with tiny naked people. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That's just cool.
0: That's amazing.
1: Thank you for highlighting these important highlights. Adi.com. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes. So I went further down the list and they reference two that are relatively modern and I thought they were interesting for different reasons, but... The first one was written in the nineteen seventies by a man named Luigi Serafini, and it's called the Codex Serafini. Oh god Seraphinianus. Serafinianus. Seraphinianus. Yeah. Um, and the picture that they have with it is like a horse with a, a- a flower on its head and its butt is a cart but like a lumpy cart i don't know how to describe this for the podcast okay if you scroll down on the link i just sent, it's got a lumpy butt with wheels so uh the 1970s were a wild time but it says uh this is known as the strangest books of all one of the strangest books of all time the Codex Seraphinianus is different from than the other books on this list because he, it was written in the 1970s. It is similar to the Voynich in its largely unintelligible, syntaxless text and fascination with fauna and floral specimen. It also features wow. it also features trucks with human heads, skeletons getting fitted for new bodies, and weird animals that don't exist.
0: I'm it, gonna show you all this this horse picture because I'm real weirded out it's <laughs> weird like the lumpy I hate, butt
1: is like making me uncomfortable I hate that and it has a wheel I do not like this at all this is gross yeah isn't that weird so that's from the 1970s published in the 80s I just thought that that was like so it's a it's, this is a modern
0: grimoire I mean I find that fascinating I'm glad that someone made that but I also hate that thank yeah. you
1: and then the, there's, um, if you go down to the bottom of the page, there's one called On the Writing of the Insane. And it says, this book isn't actually about magic or demons, and it isn't technically a grimoire, but it's very eerie. It's written by G. Mackenzie Bacon, medical superintendent at the full bo- full-born asylum near Cambridge, England. The book contains the complex diagram- diagrammatic writings of an asylum patient who filled every centimeter of his pages no. with wild music. With my bleh, wild musings and diagrammatic texts, he was asked to abandon this writing style to which he replied, dear doctor, which made me think of Garrick, I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dear doctor, to write or not to write, that is the question, whether tis nobler in the mind to follow the visit of the great born with chronic melancholy expressions of regret withheld when he was here that... As the fates would have it, we were so little prepared to receive him and to evince my humble desire to do honor to his visit. My full-born star, but an instant seen like a meteor's flash, a blank when gone. The dust of ages covering my little sanctum parlor room. The available drapery to greet the doctor stowed away through the midst of the regenerating. Water and scrubbing, cleanliness next to godliness, political and spiritual, cleansing of a little world. The Great Physician walked, bedimmed by the Dark Ages, the long passage of Western Enterprise, leading to the curvatures of rising Eastern Morn, the rounded configuration of Lunar Gardens' lives, an overshadowment on Britannia's vortex. And then it ends with, sadly, he later drowned himself in public. But the, <laughs> the, what? the, the but page they have there is so cool looking.
0: No, it's very cool, but that's what I think like the Voyage manuscript is, is someone who just like was just totally off the rails and decided to make like to make art about it. Yeah, just you know? some
1: nonsense nonsensical art. As much as
0: I would as much as I would love to for it to be like from some other dimension or maybe alien speak or something cool, like I don't know. I feel like the human mind is too messed up.
1: Well, and maybe there are maybe there's something there with like those that that have these thoughts or can, can communicate these things that are a bit more off the rails maybe are unlocking a level of consciousness or thought that is beyond what we can think That's about. That's true. Oh, Dice May, thank you for the bits. And uh, they said, oh boy,
0: this has been a ride.
1: Yeah, I think I think that one's really interesting. I just really love that he said, Dear Doctor. I was like, Garrick.
0: <laughs> that does remind me, Garrick. I know, I just rewatched TNG. I need to rewatch. Um, Deep Space Nine. Again, oh, I've been watching. I just,
1: I just rewatched it, but I want to rewatch it again. Oh, I I rewatched Deep Space Nine like nonstop. But <laughs> I I've been watching the new season of Lower Decks, which I was behind on. Oh, and which is amazing. Prodigy, which is great. If you haven't checked which is it great. out, like uh, everyone needs to watch Prodigy. It's it's very great. It's so And good. also,
0: you can tell that Chad made it because the one creature eats a chair.
1: I loved Murph. <laughs> I was like, when when Chad told me about Murph, I was like, I would die for. For this boy, this small, small boy, baby boy.
0: I was like, I can tell Chad Chad wrote this. It ate a chair.
1: (laughs) It ate a chair. (laughs) This is Chad's (laughs) MO. There he is.
0: Uh, But yes. Man, I don't know. Grimoires are cool. They're very cool. We should make one. That's what I'm saying is like, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like there's so much interesting background to this kind of thing. A grimoire can just be like a book of
1: like weird stuff, you know? Yeah i think we should make one rather than like you know i feel like everybody is making tarot decks and stuff right now but we should make a grimoire be like this is a whole book
0: yeah i i need to read this this one again because it is just so good and i read it too long ago to go back so
1: to return
0: well do you want to read a couple of spooky stories yeah i was actually
1: pulling those up sick sick it's time for fact or fiction we will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing are these fact fiction or somewhere in between use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth
0: do you have a scary story to tell you can submit them to us at spooky at gmail.com to have them read on the show just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name Ooh, okay yes yeah, a, sp- a spooky sp- we've been planning to make another zine like a crypt- a cryptid grimoire would be sick
1: yeah how to summon fun. how to
0: summon cryptids how to summon but cryptids- not bigfoot <laughs> but not bigfoot because he gets too sexy too fast not if
1: you're gonna do the nasty that's not allowed no get out of here <laughs> oh, okay are you ready i got one pulled up okay this one comes from taylor thank you taylor <laughs> as a young man i may have been about 19 i remember a peculiar event at my great grandmother's house some grand aunt of mine had come and with her she had brought an old cookie tin the round sort dented rust spotted in paisley or argyle or some such hell yeah (laughs) it was filled to the brim with buttons buttons of every size shape and make conceivable the origin of this tin was apparently the estate of a recently deceased relative of my grand-aunt's husband thus to me no blood relation and heretofore outside my sphere of knowledge i love this writing thank you yeah it's amazing <laughs> oh this woman's collection of buttons seemed to span the 20th century possibly dipping back into the 19th with the majority being produced of various plastics yet some leather brass and even onto mother of pearl for a young person, person as angst-ridden and troubled as I was, then I couldn't, still couldn't help my fascination with this eclectic collection of buttons. It sat centered on the dining room table that night, and maybe it was the novelty of having some unexplored quantity that compelled me to dig through the thing as the older folks chatted. I think I hoped I would turn up some rare thing that would add excitement to the evening. I'm sure I looked bored and disinterested as I did so. There were some incongruous items in amongst the cascade of fasteners. Old stick pins, beads, safety pins, etc. What really caught my attention at one point was an old string of plastic beads made to resemble rosebuds. It looked to be a bracelet, an ugly one with a large golden clasp. I drew it up to study the whole thing more closely, honing in on the large gaudy clasp. As I looked at it, the clasp, uncannily heavy, a dark and brassy material, began to resemble a familiar thing. It looked like a tooth, like a molar. Uh! Like an image coming slowly into focus, I realized that this was not a clasp, nor was it mounted on a bracelet, but instead a dental crown shoved rudely into a plastic rosebud, itself merely one on a tangled string. I brought it to the attention of those present, as it was removed from its mount and passed about, there was no doubt that this lump had once been mounted on a human mandible. Strange enough, this thing by itself, but my aunt brought up the fact that the old woman to whom this tin had belonged had had an unusual number of dead husbands. (laughs) 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 Isn't it? This is fun. This is so fun. That's it? That's That's it? it. That's
0: amazing. Oh my god. That's so good. This is so good. That was great. It was a
1: tooth and a flower? Yeah, like in a flower bud bracelet. So, fact or fiction, everyone, what do you think?
0: I'm actually pretty torn on this one. I'm pretty stumped because I appreciate this, like, Victorian countenance. Yeah! (laughs) This is so good. Like, it could be some family history, like, easily written into a a fancy narrative, or it could be made up. I'm just going to I'm just going to be contrary to the chat who's saying fiction a bunch and I'm going to say it's fact, maybe it's someone's family history.
1: Well, you got it. This one's ah! true. Oh my god. Yes. Taylor Taylor <laughs> clarifies the story is all true. I can't speak to the old lady being a black widow or not, but there was an <laughs> old gold crown and a bunch of buttons. I don't know what became of that tooth.
0: Oh my God, yes. Because I found a bunch of weird Victorian stuff when one of my grandparents died. I think it was my dad's mom. And I have these hair, these hat pins that I kept. And they're like realistic flies. Ooh. And they're Victorian hat pins. What? That's but they, so cool. And they look like real. Like they look like real flies, but they're hat pins. Like no one uses hat pins. And it's, I'm like, what relative of mine... From like the eighteen hundreds, had realistic fly hat pins. I love, I love bugs. I do too, but like, like you had to be a weirdo to want those,
1: right? <laughs> like to want flies right, on you You had to be right because
0: yeah. they're so cool. I'll have to take a picture of them and show you guys because it's they're really cool and I've kept them for a long time because they're just so creepy. That is neat. But I like Victorian shit is creepy, so I'm glad I got it. It was fact. You got it. it's creepy. It's like they didn't think it was creepy, but like that's weird, man. (laughs) But like, why'd you keep their tooth? Like, who (laughs) kept it? You know? Yeah, yeah. Who put that in there? So that I don't like it. It
1: it was like hidden.
0: Oh yeah, I used to love that show, Oddities. I went to their shop in New York when it was open. I think it's still there. I don't know, but it was a good show. All right, story time. This story came from my aunt. For context, she lives on her own land in a ritzy condo and drives a Firebird. Hell yeah. One day, I asked her how she could afford all of this, especially in today's economic climate. I seriously regret asking now. She says it started after graduation from college back in 08. She was, wow, this person is not as the same age as me. (laughs) I graduated in 2007. (laughs) Your aunt's my age. That's fine. Uh, she was living with my grandma while trying and failing to secure full-time work. Around this time, one of her friends apparently told her about this book she had read and gave her the results, uh, and gave her results. From that day on, she began taking long walks in the woods by herself until finally she called out that if anything were there could help her, please come to her room that night. According to her, as she laid there, everything we touch by Cascadia played on her iPod and she received a vision. She perceived a 12 foot man covered in long brown silken Fabio esque hair. No! No! She could sense his abs with some sort of intense energy. <laughs> I hate you so much whoever wrote this. She, his arms were buff and powerful, yet soft and gentle. His eyes <laughs> were soft and understanding, like he could see her troubles and it would be okay. She also went into excessive details about his nipples. Please do not make me elaborate. According to her, she gave consent for him to manifest before her to fulfill their contract. Oh my god, I hate you. (laughs) The next week, her bank account had apparently received a sizable donation. Nobody knew who the donor was, and honestly, I'm still suspicious. If not, seriously hoping that she had committed fraud or something. Over the month, she was repeatedly visited by the Bigfoot, and her luck only kept getting better. (laughs) Stop posting those those lovey feathers. <laughs> Get out of here. She found a two-story condo on a track of land, just like in a dream journal. Her neighbor randomly decided to sell her his Firebird at a quarter price. She had an Etsy store, but claims it isn't her main source of income, just a hobby. I'm so sorry I asked. So, so sorry. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> That's the worst. You guys the worst. <laughs> no! No, did Kiwani write this? I just like I don't even like I don't even. you just I'm just here. This is for you.
1: This <laughs> yeah. is for
0: you. I think I think you it's guys. You guys the worst. You guys the worst. This sexy Bigfoot sugar daddy needs to go go away.
1: Pretty clear that that's fiction. Who's the
0: same age as me? I'm like who's insulting me here? What is this? Is this Boom Boom? <laughs> oh look at Bugbear. He's so big. Look how big he is. Oh my God, he likes it. Yeah, he's shaking. He likes- he's
1: shaking a little bit. Oh, I know. Yeah, i But go. he
0: likes. He likes being held, though. Like, yeah I can tell that he likes being held. Like, he because he sticks his little feet back. His little feet. feathers does that. Yeah. yeah. He,
1: was he little, just needs he getting a little scared there. Oh, did you just no. have a gross poopy on my floor? Thank you.
0: That's pretty cool, Bugbear. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's no, large. he's a good boy.
0: He's, look at him go. I see him down there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I know. No, he's, scaring you. he's for sure, like, people friendly. Like, he wouldn't act like, like, I pick the guys up outside who are not people friendly, and they do not do that with their legs. Yeah. Like, you know, they're panicking the whole time, so.
1: Yeah, I'm just a little scared still. There he goes. Yeah. There oh, he goes.
0: And he's cooing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at him. He's like a chicken. He's, he's, he's so huge. big. He's so cute. <laughs> no. Please tell me that was fiction.
1: It was fiction, 100%. <laughs> like okay. but okay. I I picked it because it's titled Sugar Daddy Bigfoot and I was like I great. didn't even
0: know that, but yes. Perfect.
1: <laughs> great. Thanks for making me read that. It was horrible. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it was great.
0: It was great. Not that, like, I would complain. I mean, if Bigfoot wants to give me money, I'm fine for him to, like, somehow deposit his Bigfoot bucks into a bank Yeah, give me them Bigfoot bucks, please. (laughs) Dice May, please, please. It's not... Dice May said fact.
1: God damn it! No, it's not! (laughs) No. It's not fact.
0: Oh my gosh. Incredible. Those were great. Those are great stories. Yes,
1: if you want to send in some stories... If they are fact or fiction or somewhere in between, you could send them to Spooky Saturday Stories at gmail.com. Sorry, everyone in chat
0: said Bigfoot Bucks, Bigfoot Coin, <laughs> Bigfoot Coin. <laughs> I was like Venmo
1: me Bigfoot Venmo. Here's my Venmo for all those b- <laughs> those sexy Bigfoot out there. No, here's my Venmo. It's, crit-
0: it's the cryptocurrency Bigfoot
1: Bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like.
0: Thank you all for watching and joining us on this journey. I hope that uh. We gave you some interesting information and useless information. Yeah,
1: we hope you learned something or chose to forget something tonight. (laughs) One
0: of the two. One of the two. Um, But we appreciate you all for joining us. So it's great. Yes, we're going to be doing the moon book. Did we say that this
1: Sunday or did we say next? I can't. I think it's next Sunday. So we'll keep you posted, but that'll be soon. So if you haven't started it, definitely get get started on it Um, yeah I have not started it
0: (laughs) yeah I haven't yeah so we'll be doing our book club um for the end of the season and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be the secret of whatever secrets of the moon moon. we're gonna be talking about the moon because the moon's messed up and I feel like it's a good tie-in for this season because there's so many weird things with the moon and we literally don't know how the moon was made we don't know Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> by uh,
0: Decepticons or whatever. Yeah, sure. Bigfoot. By Sexy Bigfoot. Sexy, big sexy Bigfoot flew into the sky, put the moon in there and left. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. All right, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And we will see you next weekend.
1: Okay, bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad,
0: and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at
1: WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media Discord and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable
0: support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to Patreon.com slash
1: Spooky Scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on Twitch.tv WeCrowingHens. See you next time,
0: Scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know.